Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Uh, Bring the energy! It's happening. Get it, get it, get it, get it! Run for your lives. It's time for MP on the mic. Cunning, capable, agile, flexible. It gets me pumped and it gets me going. Michael Phillips is... MP on the mic. Ten o'clock in the beautiful city of Richmond, Virginia. Good morning, Michael Phillips here. MP on the mic Thursday a Bud Light big game week we're, we're turning the corner I haven't talked about the game at all yet we'll talk about the game today uh, Chiefs and the Niners should be a good one we're on a run of good Super Bowls I think that continues this year uh, Randy Moss joins us at 11 o'clock uh, this is a bit it's not that Randy Moss uh, it's a different Randy Moss uh, we'll uh, we'll chat with him about his confusion uh, and uh, he had a viral moment this week. Uh, we'll also check in with him on the world of horse racing. Uh, I know that uh, I know that that's right around the corner uh, here as we uh, as we leave the Super Bowl. We turn into that that juicy part of the sports calendar, right? March Madness, Masters, Kentucky Derby, playoffs, all that, all that good stuff. Uh, our guy Tim Murray's here uh, from Veasan. That's the sports betting network. He'll give us uh, all the insight into the game, into Vegas, all that good stuff. Uh, my chat with Chamari Connor. Uh, you remember that name, Chamari Connor, uh, played for the Hokies and is now playing in the Super Bowl for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, rookie corner for the Chiefs. Uh, my chat with him at about 11.38. Uh, that's, uh, that, that's a long time from now, but that's not a long time from now because this, this show has gone flying by. Every day this week, we've had great guests. We've had impromptu guests. Uh, we've had tons of fun. We're out here on Radio Row at the Super Bowl, and as I, you know, after we do Radio Row, we do Bud Lights at, at the hotel bar, and everybody agrees this is this is one of the best Super Bowls uh, setups in a long time because everybody's here, right? Like Phoenix is great. The weather's always nice. They treat us well in Phoenix. But you got some people in Scottsdale, and you got some people downtown, and the stadiums in Glendale, which is 45 minutes from Scottsdale. Uh, we were in Chandler last year at one point. Uh, it, it's not the same here. Everybody's in this building. This hotel has like 7,000 rooms in it. 
Uh, and it's one of 10 hotels within walking distance uh, here at the Mandalay. Awad's staying at the big, the big Doritos chip, which I will never not get a kick out of. Uh, he's at the Luxor, which is the Egyptian uh, Pyramid Hotel. They, they've, changed, <clears throat> they've changed the pyramid to look like a big Doritos chip uh, for the Super Bowl. So he's, uh, he's sleeping. He's sound asleep in the big tortilla chip right now, uh, the big Doritos chip. He's probably not. He's probably awake. Uh, we just haven't seen him yet. He'll roll in now. Uh, his program starts at noon. And as good as my guests are, and look, yesterday I won the booking war. I had better guests than he had yesterday. I'll go to the mat for that. Uh, I, I go to bat for my show. Today, his guest list is better than my guest list. Uh, I, I'm not jealous. I'm not mad. I'm happy for you, the listener, that you will get to experience that. Uh, and and I'm impressed by, by how we're, we're still going strong. Uh, late nights in Vegas, now early mornings out here at 7 o'clock. Radio Row just waking up as part of Bud Light. Big game week, another great great show in store for you today. Um, part of why we're talking about the Super Bowl is uh, we're hitting a, a lull here on college basketball talk uh, until tomorrow night uh, when you, you, VCU and Dayton play because um, we got all – Richmond, Richmond's on the break this week. Uh, Spiders didn't play. Hokies are on the break this week. Uh, didn't play. Uh, UVA took care of business against Miami on Monday. I think Miami's still trying to score a basket uh, against a backline defense. And VCU, of course, uh, took care of business against Fordham on Tuesday. So run a lull until until we get to tomorrow, VCU date. And that frees us up to talk about the Super Bowl. The other thing we got to talk about today is the sphere. Uh, which is not the sphere, it is sphere. Uh, that's, how, that's how they want you to refer to it. Oh, I didn't say hey to JC. JC's in the studio. Uh, Hazel's there. It's the normal normal Thursday crew keeping things on track, keeping us sounding good. We appreciate that. JC, what's up, dude? All right. Love hearing from JC. It's, uh, we went to sphere last night. Sorry, I was getting my mic ready. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's not the sphere; it's sphere. Uh, sphere. It's, it's cool and it's futuristic. Uh, we saw you two play at Sphere. Hello, um, hello. If if you, uh, yeah, they they did that one, um, <laughs> and it, it was fantastic. Um, if you are the kind of person that enjoys football and enjoys sports radio and sports media and sports television, which you probably are, you're going to hear a lot about Sphere today because everybody was there last night. It was it was the scene. It was the place. Uh, my guy Grant Paulson, Grant and Danny, uh, you hear it on the fan right here every day at 3 o'clock. He, he tagged along with us. Uh, Adam came out. One of Grant's friends came out. Um, we, do, we had a lovely dinner at Buddy V's uh, Italian and the Venetian. Uh, they, took, they took care of us there. Uh, had, a, had a carbonara. I know you'll appreciate that, JC. Oh, very much so. Uh, and then we went into Sphere, which is, uh, look, if you, I'm I'm waiting for somebody to say it doesn't live up to the hype. I don't think anybody who was there last night's going to say it doesn't live up to the hype. Um, so there's a big video board. You know, it's 18,000 seats. So you think about your your standard concert venue. Wow. It's not 18,000 seats. You yeah, know, the no. national nationals 3,000. Uh, the Altria, you know, I, I seats more than that, but but not 10,000. Uh, it's it's an 18,000 seat venue that's not circular. Uh, I'd say you know just go straight back up. Uh, the TV is an 8K TV. So there's high def, and then 4K 
is four times better than a high-def TV, right? That's what they're pushing. Like, you walk into Costco, you see the big TV with, like, the hummingbird, and you see the wings flapping right, and all that. Right, that's a That's a 4K TV. Okay. Uh, so this is an 8K TV. This is which, two times that definition. Is it two times better or four times better? I don't know. I was told there would be no math today. Either way, <laughs> it looked just freakishly real. I was not ready for how real it looked on the screen. Whatever they put up there, like they, they had fire and it like felt like there was fire. Um, you know, they, they put up the uh, the landscape and like made it look like the sphere disappeared and you were back outside again and it actually looked like you were back outside again. That's this wild. Is, See, I was half is, expecting it to be just, you know, concert feed on the screen. It's it's a phenomenal concert venue. Uh U two's great, of course. The sound system there is really good. But the yeah, the the showmanship, the the directing, the video really pushed it over the top. Now I would imagine that also made this obscenely expensive. One of the one of the storylines of Sphere so far is it, it's it's losing money. Um which is wild because my ticket was two hundred and eighty dollars last right. night. Uh, that's the most money I've ever spent to attend a concert, and if you know, I, I know things cost more now. That still feels like a lot of money. Yeah, that news uh, confuses me too. When you told uh, me your concert ticket price, <laughs> two hundred eighty bucks, eighteen thousand people there. You can run the numbers. Uh, they they took in a lot of money. Uh, I bought a drink for twenty one dollars. Um, actually, Grant Grant bought a drink for me to to thank me for lining up the uh, the tickets. Uh, oh, how nice. Well, yeah, they, the art seats were going for six hundred bucks on StubHub. So, Jeez. yeah, yeah, we, you know, did did my guys a solid. Uh, got got us to Sphere, and but you got to pay you too. You got to pay all this video stuff. So they everything's custom made because they've never done one of these before, and, and it cost them two point two billion dollars to build it. Good and lord! Wow. Essentially, you, you can't make back two point two billion dollars. So their game plan is they want to, you know. The more of something you build, the cheaper it gets. They want to build lots of spheres around the country. I don't think that's got any shot of taking off because this thing's essentially just a big, a big billboard all day long. You've seen the video; like it's cool on the outside, but no, no town's going to allow this in their city. No, no town's going to sign off on, uh, you know, allowing a, a giant glowing orb in the middle of their city where people live. Like no. They, that's exclusively a Vegas thing. Only That's, in Vegas. It belongs in the desert, for All sure. Right, there, all right. There's one other thing we need to talk about in this opening segment, which uh, started off the rails, did not return to the rails, and will finish in the ditch. Um, and that is every table here at Radio Row, there, there's about 150 media outlets here, has has a little uh, you know bin with a bag of chips and popcorn and pretzels and uh, cookies and things like that. Uh, now... Somebody yesterday opened up our bag of Grandma's mini chocolate chip cookies, <gasps> appears to have eaten one, and just left the rest sitting out in the open. Uh, I'm not – I don't believe it's AWOD. Um, he's not here. I can't ask him directly. If it's him, we'll have a, a different discussion. Uh, but we need to get to the bottom of Cookie Gate here. Yeah, uh, uh, to, someone today. needs to get on this case immediately. We ne- we need to get on this case immediately. Uh, that That's what's going to happen here. Um Bono, man, Bono is old. He's starting to look old. He's still just so cool. Like, everything that, that guy does, it just just oozes cool. Still very energetic. Um, speaking of, of older but oozing cool, Usher does the does the Super Bowl halftime this week. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for the Usher halftime show. Usher. Uh, 
I, as it know, were. <laughs> I, I thought I thought Usher was older than he was. I just looked. Usher is forty five. Uh, I I would have I would have taken the over on that. He's been. It feels like he's been around as long as I've as long as I've been knowing about music. They started um, young. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? All right. Well, that that's that's a good age for him. Um, that you could still be cool at forty five. That's, that's <laughs> good, good. That's for my him. that's my official stance on the matter. All right. First guest <laughs> today uh, is lining up here. We'll get rolling. Uh, Joe Maloney uh, is with the. Uh, American Gaming Association. That's the the gambling lobbyist group. Um, we're having him on. He was the chief lobbyist for the commanders for the last two years. He was the guy shaking hands on Capitol Hill at the General Assembly, trying to get this stadium done, trying to advance their cause through a, a lot of turmoil. Um, he knows a lot about their stadium plans, about what's going on. I said, would you? You know, he's he's doing gambling interviews this week he's going to all the outlets and talking about you know how much money will be bad in the legal market blah 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 i said can i have you on and ask you about the commander stadium he said yes so we're going to do that uh which is exciting that 10 30 our guy tim murray drops by uh from vsin here he's got the vegas perspective on this whole thing so we got two great guests out of the gate great hour of radio coming up super excited to have you with us on Bud Light Big Game Week. We're just waking up the space right now out here in Vegas, uh, but we're going to do it with a really phenomenal interview. I think we might even make some news. We'll find out. Uh, come back on the other side of this. You're listening to 910 The Fan, now 105.1 FM. We are back, 910 The Fan, now 105.1 FM. Bud Light Big Game Week rolls on with a very special guest. I'm just pumped to have you on. Joe Maloney, uh, Senior Vice President for Communications with the American Gaming Association. But that's... Uh, you know, we go back. Uh, you were the uh, what was it? Head of public affairs for Correct. the com- for the commanders. Correct. Um, you you helped with all the stadium stuff, and uh, you know, tell tell me when you can't tell me things, but I want to know everything because um, I I feel like it's been a really good week for a lot of the things you laid the groundwork for. Mike, I typically got most information on our stadium developments from you. So uh, over my course of employment with the with the commanders, but remarkable amount of progress yesterday in House Natural Resources Committee yeah. uh, on the specific jurisdiction that is the District of Columbia and the parcel of land where the RFK Stadium sits uh, currently. So it is a broad broad bipartisan effort, a multi-stakeholder effort within just that jurisdiction, Michael, right? So we have to remember the, the, the operation and the operational, the operational models continue to be multi-jurisdictional with the club, you know, as of 30 days ago when I departed, so I assume it's still the same. <laughs> yes. So this exercise with, with RFK is to, is to bring the District of Columbia formally like to the table with a site they have access to. So yesterday was an important step forward from a legislative standpoint in Congress, which, as you know, Congress isn't able to get a whole lot done these days. I've noticed. So that's an important <laughs> development. All I know I learned from Schoolhouse Rock, but it, it seems like if you were to just pull all 500 of them, the representatives, the senators... The majority of them want this. Like, it's just about the hurdles, right? Am, am I oversimplifying this? I think people see this as, as fundamentally a good thing. Generally speaking, Republicans are interested in shrinking the size of the federal government. Yeah. Democrats are interested in empowering localities to make better use of unused federal resources and federal land. 
So this is one of those issues that has actually been a trend in Congress over the years, which is the disposition of federal lands that are of no use to the federal government anymore. Sure. So you find this area of cooperation between Democrats and Republicans. And so when you take very powerful committees under Republican majorities and you combine that with a local political establishment leadership in the form of Mayor Bowser and Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton, who have also come to the table in support of this, you have the ingredients for some bipartisan cooperation and some success. But again, that fits a, a broader into a broader trend line across public lands, unused federal resources, I should say, or poorly utilized federal resources, which can also include public lands throughout the country. So you see this. It's not stuff that's A1 of the Richmond Times-Dispatch yep. or the Washington Post, yep. right? But these are things that this is a function of Congress. This is what Congress does. And so the, the club, the city... Uh, a number of entities have come together, you know, including National Park Service and Department of Interior to the White House to say, hey, what are the ways in which we can work together to affect this change for the district? What's it going to mean for the team to ultimately have a new stadium? I mean, like, you know, you guys have done what you can do with FedEx, but, but to take that next step. From the conversations I was a part of, and again, I, I, I sat. I, I should be really. I sat on the non-revenue side of the house. I, I'm not a business of yeah. s, uh, sports expert. Sure, but clearly, from a revenue standpoint, and you see this uh, with other major league organizations. You're seeing it also locally with with Ted Leonsis and what Monumental Sports is interested in doing with their development in Virginia. It's an important commercial opportunity to make better use of all of your facilities. You know. Dallas Cowboys being a, a, a really great example. Oh, yeah. AT&T Stadium, yep. the, the star development for their practice facility and headquarters. And so now you have this, um, and again, Dan Snyder was interested in, in this commercial opportunity that was the new stadium. But obviously now you have a sophisticated uh, set of investors led by managing partner Josh Harris who really understand real estate and really understand diverse revenue streams supporting an investment uh, that can sort of catapult an entity or an organization. And in this case... I believe that the team views this new stadium as, yes, a great revenue opportunity, but let's also be clear, the, the new ownership group is specifically interested in constructing a stadium that will produce a home field advantage. You heard Josh say that on yep. his day one press conference yep. and be an unfriendly place to, to visiting teams yep. as well. And then obviously something that provides for the fans uh, a, a unique experience where they can come down and they can be a part of a development that gives them multiple options pre-game, during game, and post-game. And so FedEx is, is restricted specifically with those types of amenities to offer. So I'll, I love it. All right, so you're here as a senior vice president uh, for communications, the American Gaming Association. This is, this is your Super Bowl. Uh, this is also the Super Bowl. Um, what what does this week mean for the AGA, for gaming, for this this marriage of Las Vegas, the NFL that's been building since 2018 when the Supreme Court changed, fundamentally changed the rules? It's a huge moment, and it's historically been, whether sports betting has been legal or illegal in this country, well, it's always been legal only here in Nevada, but it's always been a big, big moment on the quote-unquote betting calendar. Yep. Um, the Marion Gaming Association, we represent the legal casino gaming industry. So that includes all of the legalized sports betting operators, of course, which uh, you know, folks in Virginia and Maryland and throughout the regional footprint know full well. 
We're here today. Uh, we are here all week talking about the importance of, first of all, betting in the legal marketplace, and also just reminding folks that you know sports betting in the legal marketplace. We should we should strictly focus on this being a fun, mainstream adult product. Right? I like that. Right now, the story is about responsibility. Right now, we've seen an incredible amount of growth. Gaming is now legal. Sports betting is now legal in 38 states plus the District of Columbia. And right now, the important commitments from industry are around responsibility and ensuring that the legal market is continuing to provide services that reinforce responsibility, responsible play, and I can get into that in a second, yeah. and also ensuring that there are services for those that need it, for those that might struggle with gambling behavior. I, I had a professional poker player on Monday, and, and she, I was asking for advice, on it and she said, just whatever you bring to the table, make sure you can still have fun and lose that amount of money. Like, Because I, I, I went over, I had fun, I played poker, but like, I could lose it all. It's it could still be you know you're not endangering yourself with it. So we developed a a program and an initiative called Have a Game Plan, and it's a partnership with leagues, teams, and organizations. And in fact, the Commanders were the first NFL team to join AGA's Have a Game Plan. And there's four main tenets, which is one, keep it social, like just have fun. Two, stick to a budget. For your, uh, for your you previous guests' advice. There you go. Three, know the odds, right? Like, just kind of know that, like, they're kind of stacked against you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and then finally, you know, play in the, in the legal market, right? Just understand that there are more consumer protections afforded to you inside the legal market versus the illegal market. You know, there's a lot of news right now about a specific music superstar who may attend the game and the conversation <laughs> around prop bets, but those types of bets are not going to be offered by legal U.S. operators. When you see news stories that talk about those prop bets, they're quoting and oftentimes mentioning illegal offshore websites. U.S. regulators, over 5,000 of them across the country, they don't allow bets like that. Bets in U.S. legal-based settings are about play on the field. The further you get away from the field with a prop bet, you're probably on an illegal offshore site where they probably have your bank account at this point. They might be incorporated in some offshore haven. You don't know if you're going to be able to reliably get your money. And then if you do have a problem or you do exhibit problem behavior, there are going to be no reinforcement of responsibility messages to sort of move you off that. So that's our big message here today. We put out estimates. uh, Over 68 million Americans will participate in some form of betting around the big game coming up on Sunday. And that'll be about $23 billion total in handle and that is, that, is, that is the entire sort of ecosystem of gambling on the game. That includes your squares and your, you know, your fun games at home with family and friends to betting um, you know, online with a legal operator. I love it. Joe Maloney joining us for a few. Do, will you get to go to the game? Or- uh, I do not. Uh, I, will, I will not be attending right. the game. I will not be attending the game. You at least game. get some good party invites. I will say our, our, betting, uh, our survey showed that the betting is pretty much even across our universe i know that i know that some sports books here are reporting handle being way up on the on the chiefs but yes. uh you know our respondents you know across our survey pretty even action on, on niners and and chiefs I, I, li- I like it because you've got on the one side patrick mahomes he's the goat blah 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 um you know brady's the goat i guess but he's the greatest of current time and, and the niners are just that's a loaded roster and uh you know back to the commander's angle adam peters maybe uh, maybe build one of those in dc that'd be nice that'd be fun that would be a ton of fun <laughs> that'd be a ton of fun i'd love to come back and have my first super bowl uh attending attending experience be with the commanders in the super bowl that Ooh, would be great now we're talking at the new stadium well, you know, let's not wait that long. Let's not wait that long. <laughs> let's not wait that long. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for a little bit of time here, Joe Thanks, Maloney. Michael. And uh, what's, what's the website if people want to check out more? Uh, please go to haveagameplan.org.
Excellent. We're back with more right after this. You're listening to 910 The Fan at 105.1 FM. All right, Wednesday morning, Bud Light Big Game Week, Las Vegas, Radio Row, all the great things. Happy to welcome in one of our old D.C. friends, Tim Murray. You make a living out here in the desert now. <laughs> Pe- people make money doing this. Uh, you, uh, you're part of VEASAN, yep. which is the sports betting network headquartered out of the Circa. We had Derek, Derek Stevens on yesterday. Uh, just an insane place with the stadium swim and the sports book. Watch my Jayhawks lose over there on Monday night <laughs> in overtime. I, have, I may or may not have Kansas State. So uh, uh, it was the right, it was the right move. It was a trap game yeah. uh, for them. Massive letdown line move. You know, it was one of those situations where I'm a big situational better. We kind of get into that, but uh, you know, coming off a big win where they were an underdog for just the third time in 30 years. You know. Might uh, might be able to grab them in the old Sunflower Showdown. Maybe the craziest stat of the week, it has nothing to do with the big game or anything like that, is that Kansas State under Jerome Tang has 40 wins. 11 have come in overtime. And 11 in a row. It's he, insane. 11-0. and 0. He is 11-0 and 0 in overtime. Has as not a head- lost an overtime Overtime is always a coin flip, just kind of inherently. Well, and He's especially 11 and 0. for those of you who have uh, started to dabble in, in the gambling world, Anytime you have the dog, which is what I did, I had, I think I had six at some uh, for that game. I'm like, oh, going to overtime. <laughs> Overtime's where the dog goes to die. Yep. And uh, fortunately, unfortunately for you, I would have been okay with Kansas just winning by three. Narrowly. And you would have been happy. Yeah. I would have been happy. But uh, I, I don't mind the loss. The Big 12's so good this oh year. Oh, it's just ridiculous. Freakishly loaded. And I don't need him to be the one seed or anything. Like, you know, it's just just be good. Peak in March. Hunter Dickinson, please play defense every once in a while. Curious about their depth, to be honest, with Kansas. That's the biggest thing. Nothing to be curious about. There's no depth. Yeah, there is, there is no depth. <laughs> Nothing to be curious uh, about yeah, there. So. <laughs> it's going to be, I mean, I'll say this, and I didn't know if we were going to divulge into college hoops, but, you know, obviously Richmond being as, as rich as it is with, yeah. with the Spiders this year, with the Rams yeah. and Ryan Odom. Uh, so, um but I think this year, not to be too cliche, Michael, I think UConn and Purdue, to me, have kind of set themselves a little bit apart. But I could say if they were in the Big 12, would they be as dominant as they've been? And I think that's a fair question to ask. So I think it's going to be phenomenal. I mean, you look at, I think in the past two weeks, we've seen at least 11 top 10 teams go down. I mean, it's it's been a ridiculous stretch here. This will be the first year I don't have like work responsibilities, March Madness weekend. Where do I want to be? Do I want to be at the book, like at the pool? What's where's where's the scene? So can I give you a little secret? I'm ready. Just just you and me, like just and, and everybody in Richmond. I won't so tell. my my favorite. So look, if you want to come out to Vegas for the first weekend, it is the biggest weekend of the entire year in Las Vegas. It has become sports betting. In a massive event. Uh, Hang on. Yeah. Bigger than the Super Bowl? Bigger than the Super Bowl. Because it is four days. That's insane. Yeah. Now, this year might be different with the Super Bowl being here. No, no, no. But, like, yeah, yeah, it has – the first weekend of the NCAA tournament has emerged. Wow. And I'm not just making this up. You know, you had Derek Stevens on. He will tell you it. It has become enormous. So, my little secret is, if you like hoops, come out here the week before. There are more games. Conference tournaments. And you could go to five conference tournaments here in town. So, well, the Pac-12, rest in peace, but it's the last year of it. We've got the West Coast Conference. We've got the WAC. We've got the Mountain West. For those, you know, mid-major hoop fanatics like Richmond with the A-10. Yep. 
Mountain West is phenomenal this year. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a conference that might get five, six teams in the NCAA tournament, probably more four or five, but six maybe if things get crazy. Utah State, Ryan Odom's old school. Utah State. Just keeps, uh, keeps chugging along. Know, little, little Richard Patino down there in New Mexico is a fun team. <laughs> yep. So, no, I, I think that week is, is very underrated because you can go to games. There's more games to bet on. But obviously, it's a lot of fun to come out here the first weekend. I think the most fun thing to witness being out here is the sprints. The race to 15, the race to 10. You get these roars (laughs) of different parts of the sports book. And, like, you know, I'll give you – I don't know. You know, Richmond is – I don't know what they're trending to, whether they like maybe a 10 or 11 seat somewhere in that ballpark. I think so. So if they're facing – you know, a team from the Big 12, let's say they're plus 120 to get to 10 first. And you just see these just roars. It, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's, the, it's like the nerfy yurfy in baseball in college basketball. It's a ton of fun to watch. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Um, I'll be in D.C. Uh, ACC's in D.C. this year. We'll yes, be sir. up there with the Hoos and the Hokies. Um, they haven't sold that out. That's a little concerning to me. Yeah. Um, just for the ACC period. Too yeah. many days, too many games, too watered down. We remember – I mean, I don't know that we remember even the glory days, glory days of eight, but, like, even at 12, that was well, still a – nine. I mean, it was nine for the packed. longest. I still remember. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of your listeners remember, you know, what that – it was always that Thursday play-in game on Raycom, which was always like NC State versus, you know, Wake. <laughs> and then the winner of that would go on to play yes. Duke. Uh, and then Maryland obviously was a part of that. Uh, always in Greensboro. So look, I get it. You know, it's the almighty dollar, but I'm just a believe. Like, it should always be in Greensboro. Yes, you of know, course. That's that's of the course. town. And I get like, look, Syracuse is part of the conference. You know, my Irish are there. It, it's weird. I mean, it's it doesn't make sense. Nothing makes sense geographically in, in college basketball anymore. But uh, it should always be in Greensboro. It, it you know. Look, I'm not a. I'm from Maryland. I was never. I'm not a Terp. I didn't go to Maryland. I didn't cheer for them growing up. But I feel like being in D.C. and not having Maryland there, and I know Maryland's been out of the big ACC for decades now. But having not Maryland there, it's kind of a little, a little weird. Yeah, yeah. And Super Bowl here. Yes. Speaking of weird things, it's very weird. The Super Bowl's here in yeah. Las Vegas. You, what kind of prep did you guys put into your week and this week and hosting this? I mean, me personally, I didn't do anything. Um, <laughs> and I'm proud of you for yeah, it. I, I, do, I do nothing. Um, you know, it, but it is surreal, Michael, as you sit here and we look to our right, and that's the set of the company that I work for, VSIN, which we are owned by DraftKings. You've got FanDuel over there. I mean, it was eight years ago that Tony Romo tried yeah. to bring a fantasy football uh, convention to this town, and it got completely kiboshed, and now here we are. The biggest sporting event of the year is in this city, and, you know, you've got uh, all different torp types of, you know, just gambling fodder everywhere you go, and it gets brought up more and more now so than, than ever before, and, you know, there's a lot of different aspects to it. Obviously, the, the legalization of gambling led to the, the massive boom. But, like, you think about Scott Van Pelt and his Bad beat segment, I think it's really kind of, uh, you know, uh, helped – I don't want helped normalize it, I would say, a little sure. bit more. Not so faux pas. Like, I texted a coach 
uh, you know, over the weekend, a college basketball coach, I said, hey, you're going to be on bad beats. I go, yeah, I know. And like, it's like, oh, okay. You know, it's it's wild. Like, they know the point spread. Sure. I, and, you know, Patrick Mahomes, it's been brought up to him uh, that he's an underdog. People are probably don't – the casual is not – doesn't recognize that, yeah, Kansas City is, is an underdog in this game. It, it That is – that's the way – that's the way the point spread is, uh, has played out. All right, Derek thinks that late money's coming in on the Chiefs when everybody starts putting it down. Yep. Uh, do you wh- where you see in this break? I agree uh, because this is, and I, I don't know if Derek said it, but I think this is this is one of maybe the only sporting event where the public truly has its say. Right, the public money is going to outweigh the sharp money, um, and you got to remember this. And I, I imagine Derek mentioned it too. The majority of the bets have not come in yet Yeah, from a casual standpoint. Like, the majority of people listening to your show right now yeah. aren't even thinking about the Super Bowl, right? Okay, our party's on Sunday. I'll fire up the app Sunday morning and start placing my bets. So you've seen a little kind of shaping of the market early on, but here we are. I mean, this is the final game of the year. The NFL market from the get-go is the, sh- is the sharpest market in all of sports, and now we're in the final game. So... You know, you, you'll hear from different pro bettors. I am not a pro better. Uh, that will say, oh, you know, like there's no edge one way or the other. Um, so it, that's kind of boring discussion, right? They love the, the prop market. They're going to shape that. But, uh, no, I agree with Derek. I think the majority of the, the chief money, the casual money, is going to come in. I think if you like the 49ers, if you like the under, I think you just wait because I do think you're going to see that number come off a little bit. If you like the Chiefs, I would say probably get in now because I think that money line especially because here's the thing, Michael. If you're betting the Super Bowl and the point spread is two, how many people are going to the book or on their app and saying, I'm going to lay minus 110 juice to get two points? Yeah. Not a lot of you, right? You're going to want that plus money. You're going to want that plus 105, plus 110, whatever the money line is. So I think you might get a little suppressed money line. So that's why if you like the the San Francisco 49ers, that's why I think you wait and maybe – you know, you see these in the bigger games. You see this in the national championship with Michigan, Washington, where you got a little bit of a suppressed money line on Michigan. I think you get a suppressed money line just a little bit, nothing overwhelming, but you might see a, a minus one twenty, minus one fifteen on San Francisco, which is unusual and doesn't necessarily correlate to a two point spread. There you go. It, what what's the the bar? Like it would it would not move into Chiefs giving points. I don't think so. Would it? Yeah. I, I think the we saw it get the one. Very early. Right out of the gate. Right out of the gate. It was like, boom. It went down to one at some shops, and then we start boop, boop, boop. Mostly it's two right now. A couple two and a like I think one or two two and a halfs are out there right now. I don't think we get the three. If we get the three, it's coming in hard on the sure. Chiefs. Uh, I think we're kind of handing in this limbo land where it's like maybe we get the one again, and then you'll start to see that pushback on the 49ers. But I really think we're going to live in this kind of limbo. And it's crazy to think, you know, Growing up, right, there were so many Super Bowls where it was lopsided. You know, one of the first Super Bowls I truly remember uh, was after Washington won and uh, and beat Denver. That run of the two Dallas Super Bowls where they blew out the Bills both times, if my memory serves it correctly, and then the 49ers blowing out the Chargers. Yeah. And I just remember sitting and be like, 
This stinks. There was a run of bad ones. Yeah, I was like, this stinks. Yeah. Like, these these Super Bowls are no good. We've had a run of really good ones. Yes, we here. have. Now, look, the Patriots-Rams Super Bowl was boring. But look at it from a point spread's perspective. We have not had a touchdown or more point spread in 15 years. I mean, really starting with the 28-3 game, yeah. they've all been... They've all been bangers. Yeah. Uh, they, they've all been winners. I mean, you that think was... about, what, five years ago, the Eagles game, they were an underdog. That game was as electric as we've seen. I mean, that thing was up and down. And, I mean, and that's the biggest thing. I don't know if Derek alluded to this, but, like, sports books want boring. <laughs> but they don't want too boring. So what I was told was the Rams-Patriots game was almost a complete disaster because – there's a no touchdown prop out there, which I believe for this Super Bowl is like 180 to one. Oh wow! So people take some big chunks on that. Sure. And if it's completely a dud, then it's like, oh my god, we're gonna you know have a ton of liability. Yeah. They kind of want that pretty boring, but not too boring, right? Like that. They want like 17, 13. That would be perfect for the books. Is it true that that? The public always wants the over. Yeah. That you always want the un. That that's a, that's a real thing. Not always, but, but you know, there's an exception to every rule. Sure. Like, you know, not that everybody in the world was betting UVA yesterday, uh, <laughs> but like UVA is a very is, is popular under. Is the word out? Yes, the word is out. <laughs> like you know, the word's starting to get out uh, from a college basketball standpoint that these unranked home favorites are winning a lot, so those are becoming taxed in the market. But, yes, especially for the Super Bowl and a game like this where you've got a high-profile quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, the most high-profile uh, pass catcher in the world in Travis Kelsey, all their overs are going to be massive. And that's why, like, I think I can't speak for all the books, but if I had to guess right now, ideal outcome not including futures liability because that gets into a whole different ball of wax, and I don't know what each book's liability situation is. But, like, I bet you if it is 20-14 to 14 49ers and Brock Purdy wins MVP, the books will clean up because no one wants to bet Brock Purdy for MVP yep. because it's not juicy enough. Yep. He's not that sexy. So if you want to bet the 49ers, everybody's going to be on McCaffrey because he's, like, plus 475. Everyone is going to look at Debo Samuel, got to get creative. No one wants to be boring and go with uh, with you know Brock Purdy. On the flip side, I think if Travis Kelsey wins MVP, it'll be a complete and utter disaster. There you go. Disaster. There you go. Disaster. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to guess. All right, I want to sneak in one more for Tim Murray. I want to ask you, were you out here for F1? How, I was, yeah, yeah. How did that go? Uh, the locals, so I'll, I'll be honest. I live in a town called Henderson. It's a suburb. It's about... 20 minutes from where we sit right now. I don't come here ever. Yeah. The, this is the Strip. We're on Mandalay Bay. It did not disrupt my life at all. Sure. Like, you know, I drive on the highway, past the Strip every single day to get to work down to Circa. So it was a little disruption. But from my understanding, the people who worked on the Strip, locals who worked at Paris, Mandalay Bay, Aria, etc., apparently it was a huge, huge headache. So I'll say the cool thing about it, though, because the, the race went off so late. It started at, I think, 11 p.m. local, I think yeah. 2 a.m. your guys' yeah, time. Yeah, for, for you know, British TV or yeah. whatever. And I remember I was walking my dog, and you would hear it. Even from 15 miles, 16 miles away, you'd hear that meow every once in a while. So that was, that was kind of neat. But, yeah, for me, I mean, it really was much to do about nothing just because I don't work on the Strip, and we almost – Never come to the strip. So it's like it's like when people like all of my media friends are here. Like, hey, where should I go on the strip? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 
I got enough for you. If you want to come down to Henderson and hang in the suburbs, I, I got plenty of uh, insight for you. That's awesome. All right, Tim Murray, VEASAN Primetime is the show. Thank you for making some time for us. We're back with more after this, 910 The Fan, 1051. Hour number two, MP on the mic live from Bud Light. Big game week. We're in Las Vegas. Super Bowl 58 will take place on Sunday between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. And this this is a game with juice, uh, but this is a Super Bowl week with juice, too. I uh, had, uh, had Tim Murray on from Las Vegas earlier. One thing I took away, uh, I've taken away from my conversations with the Las Vegas locals this week, uh, is they um, they hate the F1 race. That's uh, that that is a consensus opinion. Uh, they uh, they really hate the F1 race, uh, which uh, like hey, everybody's super pumped. We're, we're the Super Bowl. We're glad you're here. I tell the car race to never come back again. Um, I guess that they closed the roads for like three and a half weeks uh, before that, uh, which was uh, a, you know very inconveniencing to the locals. Uh, and then it was a race that uh, that didn't didn't even start until 2 a.m. on the East Coast. So in the end, uh, nobody got to uh, nobody got to see it. In the end, uh, we roll on. We're with you until noon, of course. That is when AWOD Radio takes over. Grant and Danny drive you home tonight on the fan. So glad you're with us here for Bud Light Big Game Week. Uh, tons of great guests this week. Tons of fun. Um, our, our next guest, we're a CBS radio affiliate. Our next guest had a little, uh, little run-in with our morning host earlier this week, so we're happy to have him on. Uh, Randy Moss, welcome. Um, Thank you. All right, so <laughs> you, you, now you, you're the NBC horse racing analyst. We see you on the Kentucky Derby. Um, now, you're not the Randy Moss. You weren't a receiver for the Vikings. Uh, you look very different from him. When you worked for NFL Network, which you did for many years, yep. was, was that the peak of the confusion? How did that – I mean, would you just walk into a room and, like, you could see it on somebody's face, like, this is not what they expected? There were a lot of funny moments uh, in my 13 years at NFL Network, especially the last 10 years when I was a reporter roving around to all the different facilities, right? <laughs> the players would actually get quite a kick out of it. They were pretty <laughs> Cool. I was initially I was the white Randy Moss. <laughs> okay, and sure. Then I was the OG Randy. Oh, Moss. Well, I like that. That's and got a nice it, ring and to it. It was just OG. Mm-hmm. They would see me and they would say OG. <laughs> it was only one. There was one time when I was covering uh, an event in Los Angeles. Uh, I don't remember what it was specifically right now, but Marshawn Lynch was there. It was the ESPY Awards. Okay. Right, and uh, I was standing right off the red carpet, and they and I, we had a guy that was uh, arranging one-on-one interviews with me for NFL Network. <laughs> so they went up to Marshawn Lynch and said, "Hey, would you do a one-on-one with Randy Moss?" And he said, "Sure." <laughs> and so and so he walks over to me, and uh, and they point out that I'm Randy Moss, and Marshawn actually got in my face. Who do you think you are? I thought I was going to have a fight with Marshawn Lynch right there at the. We, someone had to separate us. <laughs> But that that's the worst it's ever been. All right. I'll, I'll hit my 10-second Marshawn Lynch story. He came to Richmond for a charity event, West McElroy's charity event downtown at the Quirk Hotel, a gentrifying part of downtown. So you know, not, not it wasn't up yet. It was up and coming. Um, it's we're in the middle of this event. He's supposed to go on stage in 10 minutes, and nobody can find him. So he, like everybody is dispatched. Like find Marshawn Lynch in this very nice hotel, uh, and everybody's just searching everywhere in the hotel. He was across the street buying a pack of smokes. 
Uh, you just, <laughs> you're just out there on the street, I, completely oblivious to the whole situation. Well, the whole Randy Moss versus Randy Moss mistaken identity thing is kind of puzzling because we are very easy to tell apart. I, right? I, I'm, he's I, the one with hair. I'm, I'm, make, I'm making the difference. I'm making this work. Um, in your time with NFL Network, and, and we'll get to horse racing in a second, but, sure. but in your time with the NFL, in, horse racing is a gambling industry. Yes. When you started at NFL Network, you couldn't touch anything about point spreads lines not at all how have you seen that evolve from there to in 15 years we're at super bowl 59 58 in las vegas it 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 hasn't changed as much at nfl network specifically as it's changed like at espn sure now espn there's no qualms whatsoever about uh, about the gambling side of the sport they make it into the coverage and because nfl network is still an official sort of a unofficial arm of the sport you know you still have to really dance around it i used to dance around it by saying uh you know this team is uh, expected to win by touchdown or so Mm -hmm. you know or or the experts say it's this could be a you know this could come down to a field goal or something (laughs) like it's almost a toss-up so I would try to sneak it in there a little bit. But, I, you know, when I first took the job, obviously I had a reputation in horse racing at the time. I started in 2008 with NFL Network. I had 13 years with them. And I think there was some concern about them, uh, with them, that I maybe I would start betting on football or yeah. maybe I was betting on football. And I had to go to great pains to make sure <laughs> – that everybody knew that there was no gambling on sports that I was <laughs> engaging in at all. Because at horse racing, that that's not frowned upon. No, it, we got it's encouraged. Col- we got Colonial Downs in Virginia, sure. right down the road. Yeah. There's a kiosk in in the press booth. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It, it's not. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's totally fine. You almost can't gamble enough if you're <laughs> if you're covering horse racing. With it. <laughs> Unfortunately for some people, <laughs> I love it. Uh, Randy Moss, our guest uh, at NBC Sports horse racing analyst. Um, we'll, we'll turn the corner into horse racing season here in a minute. Yeah, sure. Um, and, and the Kentucky Derby comes up. Obviously, the sports calendar turns towards that. Yep. Um, what 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 do you make of? It's been a rough couple of years, right? You know, Bob Baffert, Santa Anita. Mm-hmm. Are, are we in a better place as an industry? Have we come out on the other side of that? Or are we still working through that? I don't think we've come out on the other side yet, but the transition to the other side, I think, is underway. When when your average sports fan, I got a lot of friends that don't really follow horse racing that much. And they're like, what's going on, right? There's a, there's a positive versus negative thing in any sport, but especially horse racing. People have to, to really enjoy the sport and participate in the sport. They've got to be able to tell themselves that the positives of the sport outweigh the negatives of the sport. And as big as animal rights is right now in this country, it, rightfully so, that's been an issue with thoroughbred racing. But I can tell you, and, and they, you know, I work for NBC Sports. I don't work for the industry of horse racing. Yeah. But they asked me, what's your feeling on horse safety? And I tell them, I've, this will be my 44th Kentucky Derby. And in my, all my time in thoroughbred racing, I have never seen as much internal emphasis on horse safety as there is right now. Increased veterinary care, uh, high-tech solutions, uh, racetrack surfaces, how often are you running horses, how are you breeding horses – all these things are really being studied, but they don't get the word out. You know, I, I think once people realize that it, it really is a huge emphasis in the sport and that there's so much care about the well-being of the horses, that I think that positive versus negative thing will 
kind of trend toward the positive. you, you got to get the messaging out. Exactly. Uh, there you go. I'll, I'll like so that. I said, I'll do it. I, it's, there you go. It, it's, it's my opinion, <laughs> right? I'm not being a shill for the sport. Yeah. I'm telling the truth. This is exactly what's going on in horse racing. I like that. Randy Moss joining us, NBC Sports Horse Racing Analyst. Uh, worked at the NFL Network for a long time. Uh, as we watch the Chiefs ascend here, uh, how, how do you compare them to kind of the, the Brady's, the you know, the, the Rogers Packers, the, the dynasties oh. we've seen. It's it's been pretty phenomenal. I mean, in my mind, I don't think Andy Reid gets enough credit. He gets a lot of credit. I don't think he gets enough credit as being one of the all time great yep. head coaches, right? And you know, when you look at this game, uh, yeah, it's obviously the big betters talking about gambling that move the line and and create the point spreads more than anything else, right? And what the big betters are doing, I think, right now, they're looking at at the Chiefs' 2023 season as an entity, and they're looking at the 49ers' 2023 season as an entity. And the 49ers had a better all-around season than the Chiefs did. No question. And if the 49ers play their very best game and the Chiefs play their very best game, the 49ers will win. And I think that's what's driving the point-and-a-half, two-point yep. spread in favor of the 49ers. But – when you're like us and you kind of dig a little deeper, right, and you got to try to find some kind of edge here, if you, if you go from Christmas Day forward, the Chiefs are 5-1 and one against the spread. The 49ers are 1-4. and four. Brock Purdy in the last couple of games in the playoffs has not been as accurate as he was during the regular season. He's missed some wide-open guys. He's thrown some interception-worthy passes that he was fortunate weren't picked off. Yeah. And so that's kind of the way I'm trying to separate them. You know, one team looks like they're kind of on the ascend right now, and that's the Chiefs playing better now than they were before. Yep. And the 49ers seem to be struggling more now than they were before. I would, I would completely agree with that. You're getting Patrick Mahomes and points. There's, uh, exactly. You can't, you can't say that's a bad bet. Yeah, and when you're looking at gambling, if we're going to talk about gambling, right, there's a, there's a, uh, there's a prop bet. Interceptions, Brock Purdy, 0.5, higher or lower. So if he throws one interception, you win. Oh. And with, you know, with, the, with Steve Spagnolo, you know, dialing up every kind yeah. of pressure he can think of up the middle against Brock Purdy and the interior of the 49ers offensive line is not that good. Yep. Trent Williams is obviously sensational, but the interior part of the line is not that good. I think one interception for Brock Purdy is a pretty good play. I like that. Uh, Randy Moss joining us. Have you ever met the other Randy Moss? Have, 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 we, have, have we made this? <laughs> one time. One time. I've, I've exchanged direct messages with him on Twitter, especially when he went into broadcasting. Yeah. Which we talked about that a little bit, you know. And he actually asked me on Twitter, uh, do you have any advice for me? And I oh, said, yeah. Great. I said, don't try to be an announcer. <laughs> they didn't hire you to be an announcer. Like they hired that. you to be Randy Moss, to be edgy, to be to have that personality, you know, yeah. controversial. That's why they want you. Because you're a Hall of Famer, a future Hall of Famer at the time. But I met him one time in Minnesota in his second stint. I was there for NFL Network, and he was uh, wrapping up his uh, second stint with the Vikings. And I very briefly met him in the locker room, and and he didn't really want to talk to me because he didn't know who I was. And I said, Hey, hey, I don't want to interview you. I just want to say hi. And he kind of looked at me with a puzzled look. I held my hand out and said, I'm Randy Moss. Randy and he said, Moss. dog! <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, you can tell us about what you got cooking with NBC Sports? Yeah, we've got obviously, uh, you're right about the transition. You know, once the Super Bowl, uh, you know, is behind us, 
then this, this is, it's a good time of year in the sports calendar for all the Triple Crown preps when people really start paying attention to the Derby horses. So we'll be doing all of them, the Louisiana Derby, the Florida Derby, the Bluegrass, the Sanity Derby, and then, of course, we'll have the Kentucky Derby and the Preakness coverage. The Kentucky Derby has actually become like an NFL convention. You can go to the nice levels of the Churchill Downs Grandstand, and it's almost impossible not to bump into somebody with the NFL, That's and nice. usually multiple people, right? Nice. And one of the big storylines at the Kentucky Derby this year, other than the horse safety aspect of it, is Bob Baffert. You mentioned Baffert. He's been very controversially banned for a third straight year, yep. and he happens to have a three-year-old that would be triple crown worthy. His name's Nisos. He's an unbelievable three-year-old talent. And we're going to be very likely looking at a scenario on the first Saturday in May. 150th Kentucky Derby, and that could be overshadowed wow. by the best three-year-old in the country not being allowed to wow. run. Wow. That's, I mean, that's juicy. We'll be watching. Yeah, it's very juicy. <laughs> Ray, Randy Moss with NBC Sports Horse Racing. Alice, thank you for spending a little time. Hey, I enjoyed day. it. Take care. Awesome. We'll be back with more. You're listening to 910th The Fan at 105.1 FM. Bud Light Big Game Week rolls on. We are live from Las Vegas, waking the place up. People starting to trickle in. I'm a little jealous of you, Awad. Your show, uh, it usually it sounds like this, like, you know, I am Awad here like, oh, and there's Cam Newton. He just waved hi to me. And, the, you know, there's Rob <laughs> Gronkowski. He just came by. And I it, was doing it, that bit. Yeah, yeah. like uh, my bit is like, hey, there's the guy who carries the cables. He's got them all, uh, all tied up. He's going he's gonna to go unwind them so he can start his show. Um, we got a celebrity sighting on Radio Row. Grant Paulson is here, folks, uh, of the Grant and Danny program. You, you've heard it right here on 910 The Fan every afternoon. Good to have a celebrity sighting. Absolutely. Well, you know what I'm jealous of is growing up, there was one NFL player who I admired. Anytime I went to play football, I wanted to turn into him. His name is Randy Moss, and I just sat next to him. So that was pretty <laughs> incredible right there. That's a great bit. I, <laughs> I, I like that he leans into it. Yeah. Um, our guy Mike Jones with The Athletic, he's, he's always getting those clips right of The Athletic. Like, what, what's his name? His name Mike Jones. Mike yeah. Jones is his Ooh, name. Mike Jones. Mike Jones. His name Mike Jones. Yeah. Yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of that. Uh, the, the name mix-up, um, EB, Eric Bickle, yep. um, had to defend his turf briefly. No <laughs> no more. That uh, was, problem solved. That was funny because I could tell Eric Bickle, EB from the Junkies, was actively rooting against it, Eric Bieniemy. That was not a bit. Yeah. He was salty. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I got the sense. I kind of get it. Like, if the commanders drafted Caleb Williams and he comes, puts on the hat and he says, call me AWOD, yeah. I'm be ticked off. I, I don't know, man. I think it raised your profile. I, I think we get some clicks on the old Odyssey app for a minute. A little, little Google confusion. I think that could play in our favor. I, uh, all right. Ryan Wilson of CBS Sports. He does the mock drafts for them. This is not the be-all, end-all word, but this is the first one I've seen. His mock draft for 2024, he put it out yesterday. Number one, Caleb Williams to the commanders. Yes, yes. Uh, he's got Injected him. into my veins, Michael. He's got him trading up. Uh, over the last three days, I have run the cycle of he, no, they wouldn't take Caleb to, I think there's a non-zero chance this team trades up for Caleb Williams. Uh, um, I had I had dismissed it out of hand for a while. I'm starting to get, there. there's rumblings, there's momentum. 
Um, why why didn't the rumblings start when they hired Kingsbury? That is when the rumblings. Oh, okay. Started. Yeah. I, I I thought the rumblings you were saying were starting like with yesterday's mock draft. No, 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 no. I I think I think Kingsbury. Kingsbury got it for you. And then Caleb like doing the hey, congrats to my guy on yeah. Instagram. You know that that got everybody fired up. Uh, percent chance that the Commanders turn in the card for Caleb Williams on draft night, either at one or two. Fifty percent. Whoa. Wow. I mean, do, do you hire Kingsbury and then draft Drake May? I wow. don't think so. I, I, think, I think Kingsbury can transcend that specific role. Like, he could work with, with Jaden Daniels. He could work with Drake May. I'm just, I'm just preparing everybody for my hot take that I will unleash after this happens. I don't want him starting week one. I, I don't care that he, if they get up to 1-1. I don't care. You didn't watch C.J. Stroud this year. Huh? I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Did you see last night, actually, Caleb Williams posted a picture of him eating crab cakes and said, you got to bring Marilyn to L.A. And people are kind of buying into that as he wants to come back home. You, you know where FedEx Field is? Landover, Maryland. Landover, Maryland. Sprinkle a little bay Over on the it. free and the checkers. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, – oh, all right. So we, we're talking about gambling all week. You yeah. know, there's a sports book inside FedEx Field now. They start, I didn't know that. I have, I've actually been boycotting since 2019, so I didn't know that. It's not hard to do. It's not hard to boycott. It's, mm-hmm. it's way out there, and nothing, nothing eventful ever happens yeah. there. Um, there's a sports book in there now. It's, you know, gambling's legal. Um, they, they serve food. It's open during the week. So Steve Wino and I, the associate press guy, after the game, we said, hey, let's, uh, you know, let's go down there, have, have a hot dog, wait for the crowds to, to clear out. We go down there. They, they, this was a 1 o'clock football game. Mm-hmm. So it ended at... 4.15, I finished, we finished our work day about 6. So that's the best time of day because the, the late games are coming in for a landing. Like, those are good games. Those, those are good matchups. About an hour and a half left in the late games. Perfect time to be in a sports book. And we're there. So we'll go down and watch the games. They closed at 6. <laughs> I, it just blows my mind. Like, well, it's a game day, so we're, we closed at 6. What, did nobody want to stay here? What? I don't know what's going on out there. I don't know what the problem is out there, if that's a marketing thing or a what. But how can you uh, not convince too, people to I've stay and watch NFL football? you got to tear it down. Every single person that was part of the organization needs to be let go and full, somebody full, else hired. Full refresh. Uh, we were offered Jason Wright for an interview on Saturday afternoon. This Saturday? This Saturday here. And from Radio Row? Uh, I won't be here. Yeah, no. You won't be here. No, and uh, uh, but, I'm not doing my show in D.C. on Saturday, so there's no reason to ask for that. But CBS will be on, ESPN will be on. It, it's a nice way for him to just do the Nationals, yeah. right, uh, which is where he needs to be. Where I was going with this is it's February 8th. The season's been over for four weeks, and we're being offered an interview with Jason Wright, which sure doesn't sound like the kind of thing you do with a guy who's got one foot out the door. Yeah. I was not offered Eric Bieniemy last week for an interview. Uh, it sure seems like they're maybe rolling with that. That, that's my read. I don't know. Um, things could happen. Things change all the time. But I don't think you'd let a guy come out and do Radio Row at the Super Bowl if he wasn't hanging around in some capacity. That's a great point. It's also a multi-year situation, right? Um, they're, they're not going to clean this thing up in a, in a day or a year. That's why I don't want whoever they take at quarterback starting week one. I, I, think, I think the brightest days for this franchise are, are three to five years away. Uh, break ground on a stadium. Build an offensive line, 
get a defense you can be proud of. Not that they can't make the playoffs between now and then. They absolutely can make the playoffs between now and then. But in terms of, like, having an actual, like, our franchise is functional and something to be proud of moment, you're, you're, still, uh, you're, still, a few, uh, you're still a few years away from that. Michael, we do have breaking news in the NBA. Uh, a level of breaking news in the NBA. Yes. Do we have a breaking news sounder, JC? Um, so hang on. You, you've got don't don't hit it, JC. You've got to, you've got to tell JC if it's real breaking news or the Groundhog Day breaking news, sound like whimsical breaking news. <laughs> we we have a whimsical breaking news sounder because you know take me. Either breaking news. I love it. Oh, he'll take either one. Yes. Hit either breaking news sounder. Here we go. I don't. I don't. That's neither. That was, that was a neither. We didn't All get right. I don't Hold think on, I can break the news guns. until I hear something, right? You caught like, me off guard. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? <laughs> well, you can't break news without the you sounder. You can't break news without the – it's legally you have to unallowed. S- you have to sit on the news until that sounder yes, plays. Yes, absolutely. All right, it's ready. You ready? Because I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're ready. I'm wondering if the news wants it to, like, break itself. Like, what – we left the news on a shelf, and we're wobbling the shelf. We're just, like the, the the bag of chips is at the edge of the vending machine, but it didn't drop, and you already put in your dollar twenty-five. We made promises. We're getting a bag of chips, and now we're banging it. We're banging the side of the bang, banging it, trying to get the bag of chips down. We're trying to get the breaking news out of the vending machine so it can drop. So that breaking news on the new Sports Radio nine ten The Fan now at one zero five one FM, powered by Odyssey, is brought to you by BetQL. Hot dog. Breaking news here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, live from Radio Row here in Vegas. The 2024 NBA trade deadline is today at 3 p.m. Adrian Wojnarowski reporting the New York Knicks are sending Quentin Grimes and two future second-round picks to the Pistons in a deal for Alec Burks. And just in, the Washington Wizards are nearing a deal to send Daniel Gafford to the Dallas Mavericks for Rashawn Holmes. Your local news, Washington Wizards nearing a deal to send Daniel Gafford to the Dallas Mavericks for Rashawn Holmes and draft compensation, sources tell ESPN's yeah. Adrian Wojnarowski. You, uh, you, had, uh, you, you had me going until draft compensation. Everything for the Wizards right, <laughs> everything for the Wizards right now needs to involve draft compensation. There's, uh, there's no, no reason you shouldn't have draft compensation on anything. Uh, a little football news this morning, too. The, uh, Jeremy Fowler at ESPN reports the commanders are expected to hire former Eagles offensive coordinator Brian Johnson to, and I am quoting, a prominent offensive staff role. Yeah, I saw a lot of people not happy with that. Well, th- here's the thing. They... I don't know what to make of the Eagles because they had two new coordinators in a CEO-driven approach, right? So they had to rebuild everything. They started red hot. What were they, 11, 10 and 1? But the wheels just completely came off. There was tons of fighting in that locker room. A.J. Brown was unhappy. Uh, everybody was unhappy. Uh, they, they didn't beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the first round of the playoffs. But I don't think you discount getting to 10 and 1 against that schedule that they played and some of the wins they have. That doesn't bother me. Yeah. Does not about that. Uh, there you go. My official stance on the matter. I'm going to bang the gavel. It does not mo- bother me. Uh, when we get back, you will hear from Chamari Connor. He is a cornerback for the Chiefs. He played for the Virginia Tech Hokies. We are the home of the Hokies, of course, here at Odyssey Richmond. You will hear from Chamari. Uh, that's a pre-recorded interview. He's not hanging out on Radio Row. He's getting ready for a game. Uh, but I talked to him earlier this week. We're going to play that after this. You're listening to live coverage of Bud Light Big Game Week. This is 910 The Fan at 105.1 FM. All right, we are back. It is Bud Light Big Game Week, and uh, I can think of no better guest 
to bring on then our next one, Chris Wieger. He is uh, one of the Budweiser Clydesdale handlers this week. And uh, the, this is a busy week. Uh, the Clydesdale is, of course, an iconic part of Super Bowl week. Chris, thanks for joining the show. Oh, thanks for having me. All right, so tell us about what your week will look like. I, I mean, I, everywhere you go, uh, we, every time we see the Clydesdales, like I, crowds gather. Um, you, you're one of the most famous people in town this week. Oh, absolutely. You know, Super Bowl and Clydesdale are synonymous. So, uh, you know, this year we're so back in Las Vegas. Uh, we're doing our own residency in town with the horses. And, uh, you know, we're, we're out and about so people can see them. Uh, you know, we're recreating that commercial old school delivery on Friday with the hit at Steiner's um, so people can come see us deliver beer just like it is in the commercial in real life. So we're really excited to be here and uh, looking forward to seeing people out and about. Oh, that's fantastic. I love that. Um, so it, what is, um, you know, what, it, what does it take to, to care for the Clydesdales to move them around? That, that's probably not a simple operation. No, there's a lot of logistics in it. You know, we have three traveling hitches and the one that's in town this week is the actual one that's in the commercial. So we're really excited about that. Um, but, you know, the Clydesdales travel 300 days a year, so we hit communities all across the country. So, you know, to be uh, on this TV and, and part of the Super Bowl is exciting, but in person is even more exciting. So we have, you know, 10 Clydesdales, two Dalmatians, and seven, uh, you know, highly trained handlers that go with these horses all over the country. So it's a big operation. How, how, do, you, how do you get involved with something like this? Oh, for me, this was just a dream. You know, the big thing is, is uh, you know, the passion for the Clydesdales is is absolutely um, there for all of our handlers. Um, but, you know, we travel those 300 days a year, so it is a commitment to be with them. Um, but there's just a lot of pride in them. You know, when people get to see these horses and the connection that they have, you know, these, this represents Anheuser-Busch, this represents the American spirit. Um, there's a lot that goes into it. So being part of that is just such a special feeling and makes you proud when um, people see what you do. Chris Wiegert, he's one of the handlers of the uh, the Budweiser Clydesdales. This is, of course, Bud Light Big Game Week out here in Las Vegas. Thrilled to have him on. Uh, I think it's cool. I, I, I'm i reading this correctly. This is the 46th Super Bowl appearance for the Clydesdales. You mentioned it. You're now circling back on iconic commercials. I mean, people do associate uh, the, the game and the Clydesdales, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. You know, who else can say they've been in that many spots with the Budweiser Clydesdales? You know, since 1975 <laughs> was their first one. Um, they're 46, so that's amazing. That, that's awesome. So, what, what's uh, what's their diet? What? How, how do you how do you make sure you're taking care of them out on the road? Oh, each horse is going to eat about 40 pounds a hay day. Uh, they're going to drink 30 gallons of water. Uh, but on the show day, you know, uh, making sure they get enough exercise, and then got to uh, wash those uh, iconic white legs, get those cleaned up, groom them. Um, you know, and then we have to braid them and hitch them to the wagon. So it's about a five-hour process to do all that. Um, but, you know, we've got a great team to, to make it happen. Awesome. We really appreciate you joining us this morning. Anything else you want to share about your week or the Clydesdales before we let you go? Uh, the, you know, one of my possibly my favorite thing this week is on Thursday, we're going to be at South Point Casino. Place, uh, the Clydesdales will place a bet on the game. So looking forward to see who they pick. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll look for the tip there. I mean, I, it can't, can't be worse than some of the guys we have on uh, touting their picks. So that, that'll, that'll be great. I love it. Uh, Chris Wiegert, uh, one of the handlers of the Budweiser Clydesdales, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Thanks for having me. All right, great stuff. We're going to play our interview now with Hokies rookie Shamari Connor, uh, Chiefs rookie Shamari Connor, uh, attended Virginia Tech. Uh, he'll be playing this weekend. Here is that. What's up? You're with Shamari Connor. It's the home of the Hokies, 910 The Fan. We, we found a real live one here. Super Bowl. I mean, what's what's this like? Oh, man, it's amazing, man. I'm just, you know, right now I'm just taking it all in. All the events that we're going to, I'm just taking it all in and 
enjoying the moment, soaking in the moment. Nice. Wait, what's this journey been like from getting ready for, you know, the pre-draft stuff to getting to the Chiefs to, to getting here? Um, you know, it's been, it's, been, it's been crazy, you know, like a year straight I've been on the move, so a year straight, so... You know, it's been a it's been a long journey this season, um, from the beginning of the season to now. So much improvement, and it's just been amazing. That's awesome. So, you, you go to the Chiefs, the expectation Super Bowl every year. What's that like in the in the building? I mean, just that expectation. Like, if you're not here, season didn't count almost. Yeah, man, it's it's a it's a great feeling to knowing that um, knowing that you always got a chance to to make it to the Super Bowl, knowing that. You know, coming to the building with these guys, they know how to get it done. They've been there before. So, yeah, it's a great feeling. That's awesome. Right? Who have you learned from, you know, enjoyed hanging with in, in your time? Um, Really, you know, mostly just the DBs, the, all the, the whole DB room, you know, from top to bottom, all the guys. We all really stick together and just been moving around with each other. We all know about Spags and kind of his, his you know, what have you learned playing for him and, and the way he, I mean, he trusts you guys to go do your thing. Yeah, um, I learned so much from Spags, you know, just he a great coach. You know, he always go be on me to make sure I'm doing my job, make sure I'm, you know, doing everything I got to do, make sure I'm studying. So he's a great coach and, you know, he just keep pushing me to um, be better. Jamari Connor, kind enough to join us. Uh, you stay in touch with the Hokies, how? Yeah. How, how we feeling about things in Blacksburg? I'm feeling good. I think they got to they gonna have a good season next year. You know, we got our quarterback coming back. Um, a lot of wide receivers, a lot of the DBs coming back. So, yeah, looking forward to it. That's awesome. You played under Coach Pry. Yeah. You were there part of the transition. What was that transition like? And what's what what you know? What's the change that you've seen there? Um, you know, for me, you know, it was it was tough for my last year having the coaching change. But yeah. you know, Coach Pry is a great coach. Everything, you know, I believe in him. Everything he's, he, everything he does, everything he stands for. Um, he's a great coach, and I just came in ready to work. And you know, I think they go out with a lot of success in the future. That's cool. Wait, anything you're gonna do to soak this in, or anybody sharing this with this week, the Super Bowl experience? Um, yeah, definitely. My parents are gonna be here. My parents, some of my older brothers. So yeah, that's awesome. That'll be fun. Well, enjoy it. Thanks for spending a little time with us. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. There you go. That was our interview with Jamari Connor, Kansas City Chiefs, and Virginia Tech Hokie. I'm excited for Hokie football season. I know we're a, I know we're a little bit away, um, and, and I've said this before. The schedule came out. It's a soft schedule that cuts both ways. If they don't succeed, uh, obviously the Heat will be cranked right up on Brent Prime. That's how college football works now. Uh, transfer portal, uh, instant success, instant gratification, big money. That's how it works. Uh, everybody gets that. Everybody understands that. But at the same time, it's a real opportunity for them to make some noise in a way that they have not made noise in a long time before. Uh, they have a chance to, to start maybe 5-1, and one, uh, something something in that ballpark. We'll pull up the exact schedule as we get closer. Uh, but I think this is going to be a really fun year for the Hokies fans. Down, we'll, we'll get down to Blacksburg. We'll do a show down in Blacksburg. Uh, you know, get get – Get some FaceTime with everybody down there. It's one of the things I love about the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's uh, it's a great opportunity to see everybody in one place, not have to travel the world. Uh, everybody, Everybody's in one spot. Uh, great. Yeah, I mentioned Kevin Blackstone was, was at the bar with us last night. Uh, Grant Paulson, uh, Awad, and I had a lovely dinner uh, before we went over to Sphere 
for the U2 show. Uh, we'll get uh, get uh, Awad's thoughts on that here in a second when we roll on back. But it's, uh, it, it is absolutely the best radio row we've had in a long time. This is Bud Light Big Game Week uh, out here at the Mandalay Bay. Uh, but we're, we're keeping our tabs on everything going on back home. We talk a lot about VCU basketball. We've got to give our, uh, gotta give our flowers to VCU women's basketball, though. 20 and 3 uh, after a win yesterday. Uh, 76-67 over St. Louis. 20-3. and three. Spiders women are having a great season as well. They play on Valentine's Day. That's going to be a phenomenal game. Uh, a couple opportunities to see them. They're, uh, the Rams, they're, uh, they're doing a game on March 3rd trying to break their attendance mark. Uh, I'm sorry, March 2nd trying to break their attendance mark. Uh, and then, of course, the, uh, the uh, postseason tournament, the A-10 tournament, will be at the New Henrico Sports and Events Center, which if you haven't been down there, uh, it is a phenomenal facility, great building, going to be a great time. JC, I don't know if you've unstuck your mic button or not. Um, you want to do a couple minutes of Super Bowl halftime uh, uh, facts and figures here uh, before we take this into the last break? What's up, buddy? I sure did. Debacle solved. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Usher is here today. Uh Usher is in the building. Uh, he's going to do his press conference for the halftime show. Uh, I'm a big fan. Uh, I think it'll be a great show. Uh, but you've got you got a couple Super Bowl halftime facts to drop on us. Yeah, man. Um, so we we were talking about this earlier. Just kind of kind of touched on it, but um, we're we're looking for uh, the five acts that have performed at the halftime show more than once. So. Return return appearances. We're looking for five people here, and I okay, and I think and I, you I got correctly identified. Gloria, yes, I correctly identified Gloria Stefan as being the, the long. She was every one, like all of them in the nineties. <laughs> um, the best is when you look at like what the what the halftime shows were in like the eighties. Was like a tribute to Charlie Brown and like you know a, a high school marching band back there. Like right, just, I. I had I had thought the best Vegas Super Bowl halftime would be to give it to Cirque du Soleil and let let them go wild. Oh, like man. I know that's not a concert, you know, musician, sure, but I, I think but they would have crushed it. That would be entertaining to say the least. Uh, all right, so, um, so Gloria Stefan, um, J- I got Justin Timberlake, uh, and then I think I think we cut it off uh, from there. Uh, Bruno Mars, obviously, in that group. Um, I don't. I am stalling out. You're gonna have to take me the rest of the way. Well, Bruno has only appeared once uh, for a halftime show for the Super Bowl, so I mean that is that is not one of the correct answers I'm looking for. You got three left here. Two of them, I know. I know you could guess uh, at least eventually, but, but one of them, buddy, I don't think you could. I love you. You know, I love you. You're just smoking cold wrong on this one. Uh, I mean, I I watch the Super Bowl every year. I promise you I've seen Bruno Mars twice. I saw him in person in New York. I saw him with Coldplay. I think that was later. I don't think that was before New York. So uh, ballpark me at like a 17 or an 18 for his second appearance. Maybe okay. a dated article. I don't know. I'm not okay. a, I'm not surfing the internet with you right now. I just I, <laughs> I, I got like I got to stand up for myself. Uh, I got to protect my self-esteem. It's Radio Row. Like, everybody here is good-looking and popular and and great at radio. So when I get one, I got to pounce. 2014 and 2016. Uh, I stand corrected. Bruno Mars did appear more than Uh, once. I'm going off Uh, a thrillist. Hit hit me with a couple. 
<laughs> so that's All right. Uh, in my well, I, I don't have the time of day for Thrillist. Uh, you want to hit me with a couple <laughs> others before we hit the uh, the other artists who had multiples before um, we hit the break here? No wonder uh, Stevie Wonder was a return to, to returning uh-huh. act. Uh, we love Stevie. Mm-hmm. Puts on an amazing performance every time. Nelly. I don't know if you remember it's this one, but Nelly here. did. Yeah. Uh, it. It has not been getting hot in my hotel room because it does it, like the heater doesn't work. It's been fine. We've been like teetering on the edge of being uncomfortably cold. Uh, <laughs> but some people say you get good sleep that way. Uh, I'm not getting good sleep. I'm in Las Vegas. Uh, I'm doing a morning show out here. I'm having a ton of fun. I can't sleep because then I might miss something. It's Bud Light Big Game Week for <laughs> Super Bowl Radio Row. Uh, everybody who's anybody is out here. Uh, JC's somebody, but he's holding it down in Richmond because somebody had to. We appreciate his efforts. We are back with one more segment before we hand it off to AWOD Radio. Uh, this is 910 The Fan, now 105.1 FM. F. Yeah, and we growing up in Ireland, rock and roll was the sound of freedom. Uh, rock and roll was the sound of liberation. Political, sexual, spiritual. Yeah, we love the sound of this word freedom. We came over to the land of the free, America. Don't let anyone take your freedoms away, America. We love you. That was Bono last night at Sphere, Las Vegas. It, I, it was a lot of things. It, we knew it would be a lot of things. I did not know it would be inspirational. Uh, Grant, Grant hit me to that. He was like, when Bono stops singing, you got to listen because he talks about like world hunger and peace and all this great stuff. Yeah. And then out of nowhere wishes a happy birthday to Chris Rock. Yeah, that was my favorite part. <laughs> my favorite because I, w- I was blown away by that. I'm a huge Chris Rock fan. Oh, yeah. And I was just hoping I would like somehow run into him. Yeah. Did you actually see him in the suite? Yes. Because he told us last night and we all said, BS, you're lying. I actually saw him in the suite. Uh, I, you you guys were probably, what, about 40 rows higher than me? Maybe more, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, w- I, was, I was in the middle of the action. Yeah. Like, I'm not... I'm, I'm not going to flex on you, yeah. but I had a great view. I'm not going to lie. Me, Grant and I had this bit because, you know, I was one of the younger people in the audience, right? That's that's a fact. Um, oh, yeah. It's you too. It's, a, it's really expensive. But the section we were sitting in, the old people there could not hold it in. They took 100 bathroom breaks. <laughs> in between songs, we had to stand up and then sit down. Stand up and then sit down. That was my bit from yesterday. I, I actually had to cut a segment <laughs> short on yesterday's show. I never drink coffee. I never do anything. I, I drag a little yesterday morning. What's, I'm actually not dragging today. Um, so, so I haven't had coffee today, so we're fine. Uh, but yesterday, like the coffee just hit me like right in the middle of a segment. Yeah. Um, what bothered me uh, was that the old people did not stand during the – like. They're playing Elevation for us live in Sphere. Yeah. And it's mind-blowing. I'll make the list. It's going to be on my top five concerts of all time list. It has to be. Um, and we got people there just like like they're at the opera with their monocle. Stand <laughs> up. Stand up and shout. I, I, You know, I didn't like how many people were 
taking their phones out and recording the whole time. Like, I get it once or twice. Yeah. But oh, it was okay. like once every shows, single song. Show you're there. A little clip for the, for right. the gram. That, I, I'm uh, very much a guy that says, live in the moment. My eyes will remember just as good as my phone. Your phone won't remember as good as your eyes because you can't capture that. Yeah. Right. Your phone is not good enough to capture that yeah. at all. Uh, Adam, we have a very important thing we need to discuss today. Um, our snack pile is dwindling. Yeah. Um, did you open the bag of cookies, eat just one cookie, and leave it right there? No, I did not do that. I heard you mention this on the opening segment. Um, and you heard that I, I believed it was not you. Yes. Um, just, just to be clear. Yes. Um, somebody came to our table, opened up this bag of Grandma's mini chocolate chip cookies, ate one cookie of, well, you know, what are they, like 10, 10 to 12 in here? Um, you know, they're about... 12 to 15 in the bag, maybe. They're, they're a little mini, the hard, crunchy meat chocolate chip cookie. Ate one cookie and then just set it right back down in our snack tray. Well, that's, that's disrespect. There is a, another radio show that is located near us that is broadcasting in Washington, D.C., that has stolen our chips already. So right. I feel like that's top suspect. But Brian Mitchell, who is, is an NFL legend and noted chip stealer, has been just taking the whole bag yeah. and eating the whole bag over there remorselessly. This is that's not the act of, of Brian Mitchell like sticking like this is the act of a cowardly man <laughs> who wanted one cookie and then leaves us with a stale bag well, to stare at. I, I don't know why it's such a big deal to you because it's not like it's an apple or a banana and it's like stinking up the place. Now that cookie has no smell. It's just a. It's just an open bag. You want, us, you want me to just toss it away and end the controversy? I do. I have so little in life. What I have is this table. It's it's eight feet wide by four feet long. This is all we have in this town. Hey, we don't just pour one out for the good guys. Pour one out for the good guys. He's pouring the cookies into the trash. <laughs> pour one out for the good guys. All we have in life is this table. And if we don't have this table, what do we have, Adam? Because I sure don't have not great Wi-Fi. I sure don't. I sure <laughs> we don't. We don't have good Wi-Fi. We don't have you know casino winnings. Uh, we, we don't have any of these things. We don't have sleep. Uh, no, we, no, no, no. We don't have comfortable pillows. But what we have in life is this table. <laughs> and we will protect this table. I'm glad you brought up the uncomfortable pillows because yesterday I could not turn my head to the left. You hooked me with some ibuprofen, got me through the day. Yep. I might need you to hook me up again. The, the hook, the, the hook. shoulder is killing me now. I don't know. I'm not even a guy that like particularly has to have the same pillow every night. Like yeah. I have two that I rotate. But my goodness, these pillows are not great. Hey, the, the hook's yours whenever you need it for sure. Um, one thing I really liked about Sphere, um, there were no lines at the concessions, even though there were 18,000 people there. Like they were I was going to ask well, you, you looked a little lit after we came back and found you there. How many drinks did you have at the Sphere? All right, I had, I had drinks, but the guy, ne- <laughs> the guy next to me, I sit down, and he says, I've got edibles. Do you want edibles? <laughs> um, and Vegas, baby. I'm, I'm going to be honest, like, it's Sphere. I'm thinking, now, J.P. Finley and I had this discussion before we went out there, like, because there's a little bit of you that's like, maybe this would be, a, it's legal here. Maybe that would be a cool experience. Yeah. But part of you is like, am I going to trip so hard that they have to carry me out of there? And, like, the <laughs> effects on the screen, like, the effects on the screen already make it feel like you're on something. Yeah. So, so I said no, and he said there, there are only five. Uh, there are only fives. Yeah. The, the five milligrams. Yeah. Um, I, I said, I'm, I'm good. Thank you, though. Um, he hit more than one five, though, throughout, throughout the show. Uh, he, he was into it. I got a lot of DMs. How much acid are you on? 
You don't have to I want to do this on mushrooms. You don't have to be. No, but that's what that's what people like assume when they look at it, right? Yeah. They see the story, they're like, "Oh, you must be tripping because that's that's so trippy." Yeah. Uh, I I was on a Jack and Coke. Yeah. <laughs> um. I was on a Jack and Coke. Um. We went to Buddy V's Italian restaurant. Um. We had a bit. Of- can I tell you? Can I tell the story about the wacky? I would love. I would love for you to tell the story about my dinner at Buddy V's. All right. So we got incredible appetizers. Right. I really liked the calamari. Meatballs have been the best thing we've eaten here, uh, basically. We've now eaten meatballs on back-to-back nights, and I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. I might go for more meatballs today. Uh, and so then the server brings Joey his meal, Grant's friend. He brings Grant's meal. He brings my meal. And there's no meal for Michael Phillips. The waitress walks around, <laughs> and then she comes back and says, you guys are missing a meal. Am I correct? And, and you go, yeah, you know, my, my carbonara hasn't showed up yet. It didn't come for another 10 minutes. Grant, Grant had finished his entire meal. Totally he had done. rigatoni. That's heavy pasta. He ate the entire thing before Michael Phillips' meal showed up. Because Grant's a good guy, when he finished, he let me take the bread plate and dip, and, and dip it in his sauce. So my plate, Grant's plate ends up in front of me. Yeah. So the waiter doesn't know what's going you know, the, the on. The runner, who doesn't know what's going on, brings a plate of carbonara right in front of Grant Paulson. Yeah. <laughs> I love Grant, but he, he would have polished off that second place. I, no I didn't know what to do. I felt terrible. <laughs> I, I mean, you could probably see I was, like, twirling you, my fork. You, I didn't know, should I have eaten? And you, then you were sitting there, like, just eating spinach because that's all you had. <laughs> you you can't wait because 10 minutes in, a, in pasta world, that that's forever. Yeah. Um, it'd be like you have McDonald's French fries, and you're like, 10 minutes later, Michael's going to get French fries. You can't wait. No, you can't you, wait. You, can't, you had a hot plate of pasta. You had to eat it. That was your obligation. Uh, I ended up with a lovely plate of carbonara. You had the chicken parm looked great. I didn't order a chicken dish because they looked huge, and I didn't. I didn't want to be on shrooms at you two, and <laughs> I, I didn't want to be on belly full of chicken either. I was I was belly full the whole concert. Um, did throw me off for sure. I mean, the walk over there, oof, it was like stair after staircase. There were no escalators, no. Uh, which threw me for a loop. And then there was like a what is that thing called where you stand and it, it does the walking for the you? The people mover. Where the people. <laughs> I'm sure that's the technical term. Yeah. That, that is a hundred move, moving sidewalk people mover. That's a hundred percent the technical term. Yeah, you can Google mover? Google it up, baby. Um, this, this is the end of crosstalk, but it's kind of not the end of crosstalk because I'm gonna keep sitting here for three hours. We're gonna have a great radio show today. Saquon Barkley's right there. Saquon Barkley's here. The celebrity show just in time for a one. I got no celebrity callouts Did all you morning. See, Saquon Barkley now you may not be sticking with the Giants. Ooh, juicy. Let's talk about that. A one radio up next. This is Bud Light Big Game Week on nine ten the fan now one zero five one FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.